Today we are going to discuss three decisions that came down this fall from the New York State Court of Appeals impacting the legality surrounding traffic stops. I'm Lauren Consul, attorney at NIPTI and also traffic safety resource prosecutor for the state of New York. Our first case for discussion, People v. Hinshaw, was decided by the Court of Appeals on September 1, 2020. In Hinshaw, the court suppressed evidence seized after a traffic stop. The traffic stop was based solely on the fact that a license plate check returned a message that said, The following has been reported as an impounded vehicle. It should not be treated as a stolen vehicle hit. No further action should be taken based solely upon this impounded response. The fact that the car was at one point impounded did not provide the necessary reasonable suspicion that a crime was being committed or about to be committed. After concluding that reasonable suspicion was not present in the case of Hinshaw, the court clarified that automobile stops are only lawful when there is probable cause that the driver has committed a traffic violation, there is reasonable suspicion that the driver or occupants of the vehicle have committed, are committing, or are about to commit a crime, or if the stop is conducted pursuant to non-arbitrary, non-discriminatory, uniform highway traffic procedures, such as a DWI checkpoint. Note that the court made clear here that where there is a crime being committed or about to be committed or has been committed by the driver or occupants, only reasonable suspicion is required. However, in the case of a traffic violation, the level must rise to probable cause. The majority opinion indicates that this is merely a clarification of the law on the legality of stops. However, the dissent in this case claimed that this was a change in New York constitutional law. In the case of People v. Balkman, decided by the New York Court of Appeals on November 19, 2020, a police officer received a, quote, similarity hit when entering the vehicle's license plate. This hit indicated that something was similar about the registered owner of the vehicle and a person with an outstanding warrant. After pulling the vehicle over based on this information, the officer observed a handgun on the floor of the front passenger seat and arrested the defendant. The defendant was not the registered owner of the vehicle, nor was the defendant the person with the outstanding warrant. At the suppression hearing, the officer did not testify to any specifics of the match, only that a similarity hit is based on the name of the registered owner, date of birth, and other aliases. He testified that the system considers certain parameters, but he did not know how those parameters were set. Reversing the appellate division and granting defendants' motion to suppress and dismissing the indictment, the court held that the people's failure to present evidence regarding what particular data of the registered owner of the vehicle and the person with the warrant matched, nor what kinds of data matches in general result in similarity hits, the suppression court could not independently evaluate whether the officer had reasonable suspicion to make the stop. In People v. Pena decided also on November 19, 2020, the defendant was stopped for having a non-functioning center brake light. He then failed a field sobriety test and was subsequently charged with driving while impaired and driving while intoxicated. The defendant moved to suppress the evidence obtained from the stop, alleging that the officer lacked probable cause to justify the seizure because having a non-functioning middle brake light is not a violation of the vehicle and traffic law. By way of two separate concurring opinions, the court upheld the stop. The three-judge unsigned memorandum opinion reaffirmed the mistake of law holding from People v. Guthrie decided by the court in 2015. 
it concluded that it was reasonable for the officer to stop the vehicle for not having a functional center brake light, even though the lights on either side were working. That opinion, however, was silent on the question of whether having a non-functioning center brake light is in fact a violation of the vehicle and traffic law. The two concurring judges squarely found that it was a traffic violation, and thus the stop was valid because it was supported by probable cause. Of note is the language of the statute in question, which is VTL section 375 subdivision 40B which requires that every motor vehicle except a motorcycle operated or driven upon the public highways of the state, if manufactured on or after January 1, 1952, shall be equipped with at least two stop lamps, one on each side, each of which shall display a red to amber light visible at least 500 feet from the rear of the vehicle when the brake of such vehicle is applied. In his dissent, Judge Wilson pointed out that the plurality's failure to reach a consensus may very well lead to a split among New York's jurisdictions as to whether or not having a functioning center brake light is in fact a violation of the VTL. Dissenting Judge Rivera also made a distinction between the type of error made in Guthrie, where a stop sign was not in fact a registered stop sign under local law, and the mistake here which questions whether or not having a functioning center brake light is in fact a violation of the vehicle and traffic law. Thank you for joining us for this podcast on a trio of cases on automobile stops from the Court of Appeals. Until next time, stay safe and well both on and off the roads.